0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cinema Rogues. I'm your host, Andrew, and with me, as always, is co-host Guy. Hey! Hey. Thanks for joining us again, everybody. Uh, as always, please go check out my show, Board Game Barbarians, because it's a show about board games, and I host it with Justin, and it's pretty good, I hear, maybe.
1: Uh, oh, so now it's just become a you and Justin show, officially? I
0: guess so. I mean, we are... The only two hosts, there's only been one other host on the show.
1: Well, originally it seemed like it was just like your thing, and you're like, I'm gonna host this, and Justin's always on it. But now it's uh I mean a double thing.
0: I mean it's it's still my thing that I edit and pay for and put up and everything. Anyway, uh go check out Sytell Studios, that is Guy's thing. It's his own thing. You can check it out on Twitch and YouTube. And uh check out Retro Warriors, our our daddy show. Uh where Justin Every time. Every fucking time. (laughs) Justin and and Saturn
1: host. I'll be hosting this week. Ooh, a treat. Yeah, Uh, we're gonna talk about a JRPG, and Justin doesn't like
0: those. Nice. Yeah, I have a hard time getting through them. Uh what'd you uh what you what'd you what'd you been watching?
1: Uh, I went to see the Eternals or Eternals. I guess it's not the Eternals.
0: How was that? Uh, is the movie? That's
1: good. I liked it better than black widow. Okay. Um, I would put it, I guess in the mid tier of Marvel movies. Um, It's how to put this. It's, it's, they packed a lot in there. Um, uh, you know, I think since they've started doing like Marvel TV series, and that's an option as a format, it feels like maybe uh, Eternals could have made a good series. Um, yeah, a lot of it felt like rushed and crammed in, and they got a lot in there and a lot done. Um, and it was it was pretty epic, but it seemed like there was too much going on plot wise, yeah. in my opinion. Like it could have been another hour longer and still been okay. But at the same time, it had parts of it that felt kind of slow, too.
0: So I don't, I don't know. Well, there were a lot of characters. Lots and lots yeah. of characters. So I assumed it was... I kind of like had a feeling that maybe it'd have an issue, like the old Spider-Man movies, where they try to cram in too many villains. Mm-hmm. Where it's yeah. like, you only need like, one, but you crammed in three for some reason. Like.
1: Yeah, not to get too spoilery, but there are several villains in this movie. Oh,
0: okay, that's good. So several, yeah. several heroes and several villains. How could that get convoluted?
1: Nope. Nope. Never. <laughs>
0: uh, well, anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Really? I've been
1: uh, in preparation for, for talking about a JRPG for a couple hours. I keep saying JRPG like Saturn does, but whatever. <laughs> With a weird accent on it. um, i so I've been playing that. Like, I think I'm at 36 hours in the past two weeks. So nice. It's been all my free time. How about
0: you? I watched some Cabin in the Woods for Halloween and some Tucker and Dale versus evil for Halloween. And then I did a Evil Dead marathon for Halloween. Uh, Nice. Had that watched interview with a vampire at one point. Also for Halloween? No, that was before Halloween. Uh. The other movies were on actual Halloween night. but Uh. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's a Sunday this year. Yeah. It's lots
1: of movie watching time.
0: Lots of movie watching time. And I had to work, too. Wow. Yeah. So it was all after work, movie watching time. Any uh I guess we'll get into news. I only have a small amount of news because I didn't really find a whole lot that I wanted to talk about. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> is set to star as Jim Jones in a Jamestown biopic.
1: Oh nice. Um I watched a documentary on Jonestown like six months ago or so. Yeah.
0: How was that? Uh it was good. I it, I noticed it, you didn't mention it on this show. Yeah. It's a movie.
1: Well,
0: I guess. <laughs> um
1: it's it's real interesting, like the entire um Jonestown story uh is is, is really interesting to me. Um, and the way that it went from, like, zero to fucking dead people in no time flat, you know. Jeez.
0: So look look out for that. Um, you got Rogue Squadron was delayed due to scheduling conflicts of Patty Jenkins. The d- yeah, the the,
1: I guess the rumor there is that uh, directing Wonder Woman 3 is, is interfering with doing Rogue Squadron. They had some scheduling that they how, uh, needed to work out. How
0: dare she? And then Zack Snyder announced a planet of the dead sequel to army of the dead. So we're going to have to be, you know, subject to that at some point.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess that explains the whole, like, um,
0: uh,
1: when he got out at the end or whatever, we're like, well, how's that going to be contained at all? Uh, if it, if it was going to be Planet of the dead, I assume that everybody's
0: going to be a zombie more or less. Um, I guess we'll get into the topic today, which is Dune. Unless you had any other news.
1: Ah, uh, oh, the Quantum Leap dude died. Oh, sad. Yeah, um, not not Scott Bakula, the other one. Uh, for anybody that's worried.
0: Yeah, the other one.
1: <laughs> I forgot his name. It's awful. I'm awful. He was also in like Battlestar Galactica and uh, a few a lot, a lot of other things. Um, but he uh, he passed away at the age of like Dean 80 Dean Stockwell.
0: Or something. There you go. All I did was search Quantum Leap. And it came up immediately. Um, well, cool. Well, we're talking about Dune this week because we watched it and we liked it and we're going to talk about it now. Wow, spoiler. Yeah. That we liked it. Sorry, going, going a little... Hogwild with spoilers. Uh Synopsis is a young Paul must find his way through politics and treachery after moving to the desert planet of Arrakis. I think that was that was pretty good, right? Yeah, that was pretty good. Right.
1: It's it's a good summary of what happened. It's such a like uh it's a
0: simple summary of yeah. of, of like, an epic ass movie. Well, I didn't want to get too detailed. I didn't want to, like a paragraph gotcha. stuff. Uh, Released on October 22nd, 2021 in the U.S. on HBO Max and theaters. uh, For some development information, Paramount originally had the rights to the movie back in 2008 to 11 and lost the rights after not doing anything with them at all. Like, they just kind of let it sit. Didn't actually develop it. Um, Director Duny Villeneuve... Uh... Had interest in adapting Dune, but needed a finish Arrival in Blade Runner 40, 2049 first.
1: Uh, I'm laughing because you called him Dooney.
0: Dooney. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Denis. Denis Villeneuve. Um, Denis Villeneuve also wanted to adapt the movie into a two-part series, getting picked by Warner Brothers for the two-part deal. And then the development that I didn't have in here, but I thought was cool whenever I was looking up information, uh, they apparently did, like, a chroma key. Uh, usually, like, the chroma keys are, like, blue or green screen. Um, mm-hmm. But for this movie, they did, like, a sand-colored chroma key. Yeah. Uh, so that way, or, like, a brownish-yellowish chroma key, so that way everything would kind of blend in together. I mean, and I thought that was interesting.
1: That is interesting. I <laughs> I didn't know. And I guess it's, it's very, very minor spoilers only because... I didn't personally know going into the movie that it was a two-part movie.
0: Yeah. uh, I mean, they don't really, I don't think it was really super advertised.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was either. And then I must have not been looking when like it during the, like the title card, it says Dune part one or whatever. I didn't see that. And so like the movie ended and I was like. Wait, where's the rest of the movie?
0: (laughs) Yeah, the trailers uh, did not really imply that it was going to be a two-parter. They just implied that it was a one-parter, almost. Which you don't watch the trailers, so doesn't matter. I did go back and watch these. Yeah,
1: after watching the movie,
0: Uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve. As I said, story and written by well, story by Frank Herbert, written by John uh, Spatz. Denis Villeneuve, and Eric Roth. Uh, Leeds, Timothy Charlemagne. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica Atreides. I forgot, Timothy Charlemagne as Paul Atreides. Uh, Zendaya as Chaney. Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto Atreides. Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho. Stellan Skarsgård as Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. Josh Brolin as Gurney Halleck. Javier Bardem as Stilgar. And a bunch of more. bunch A bunch more. A bunch of more. A bunch of more. Uh. Uh, awards and nominations. There haven't been any yet because the movie just came out a couple of weeks ago. There will be several. There there will be several. Uh, Rotten Tomato score. Tomato meter was an 83. Audience score was a 90. Uh, Metacritic score was a 74. User score was 81. And IMDb was an 8.2 out of 10. All of those were as of yesterday when I wrote the notes. So maybe they've changed in the day. Maybe they've all changed. Uh, what do you think of the movie? Uh, it was great. Um, uh,
1: it's very epic. It was, there was slow, like slow tension build the entire movie. Um, I don't know. It was very well acted, very well shot. Cinematography was amazing. The effects were great. Um, and, and honestly, I, I have been excited for this movie, uh, for a long time. Um, I have read, let's see, when I was in high school, I read through all the Frank Herbert Dune books. I think there's five of them. Uh, In college, I read through them again. Uh, When I got out of college, I read through them a third time, but this time also read like all the Brian Herbert novels that go along (laughs) with them. Uh, So when I stopped paying attention, I think it's probably 2011 or 2012, I think they were on like the 12th novel or something like that. Jeez. Um and like uh, in WoW uh, World of Warcraft, my original character like in the beta, his name was Link Mm -hmm. because you know me. Yeah. Um. And then when beta switched over to live, you know, I logged in that day or had trouble logging in because Blizzard servers. Um. But when I finally got logged in, was able to create a character. They're like, no, Link's taken. So I'm like, okay, I'll be Stilgar. Yeah. So my first WoW character uh, on live was uh, Stilgar. And eventually had to change his name for one reason or another. I think we got like a server merge or something. And he ended up being Csytale, who is a character later in the books, uh, which is where Cytale Studios comes from. Uh and and my you know internet handle at this point is is Cytale. Yeah. Uh as much as I wanted to be Link 462, it's Cytale. Um just because of it's it's less common. And so it's easier to to name things that way. And like at one point in in WoW, I had like a character named Sytale, uh Duncan Idaho, uh Gurney Halleck, uh, Morbella, Stilgar. I long story short, I like fucking dude. Yeah, it sounds like it.
0: <laughs> Have you uh did you watch all the other like the movies in the sci-fi short or sci-fi mini miniseries?
1: Um I haven't watched the David Lynch film. Um, and that's mainly because growing up, I heard it was awful and I just haven't have yet to give it a chance. Oh, man. Um, you know, more recently, I think people have come around on it and been like, you know, it's a product of its time, but it is a David Lynch movie. Right. Um, so I, I, I plan on checking it out. I did watch, uh, all the sci-fi miniseries. I think there were two of them. maybe. Yeah, there was, maybe three. There was
0: Dune and then there was Children of Dune and I don't think there was any more.
1: Yeah. Um, I did watch those. I really liked those when they came out. I was in college at the time. It was like two thousand one ish.
0: Yeah, I was. Um, I was in middle school.
1: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know, anytime that they try to adapt Dune to the screen, it's uh, it's 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 always a challenge, and I'm always interested to see how they're going to do it. And in this in this instance, they they did it great. They took their time with it. At the end of the day, it's going to be. Uh, what, five to six hour movie total when you get both parts in there? Yeah, I mean, this is a
0: two and a half hour long movie.
1: Yeah, so assuming the second part's at least two and a half hours, you know, you're talking five hours at least to cover a book, and I think that's an appropriate amount of time to to cover this specific book.
0: Maybe a little bit more. I don't know. I heard that, because I haven't read the book all the way through yet, I'm still, you know, I started like a couple months ago and then, like, it's one of those books that while I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, I just want to keep reading this book. But then after I stop <laughs> reading it, I'm like, what was I doing? Like, what what book was I reading? Yeah,
1: no, I know that.
0: Um, so it's one of those things that's hard to pick back up. But once I pick it up, it's great. Um, so I haven't gotten all the way through it. And from most people that I've talked to, this movie is like a third of the book. Yeah, that's, that's about right. So you think they would yeah, make three movies, not two. Yeah. Right. Uh,
1: I could see them compressing like the last third of the book into like a short, you know, hour of the movie or so. Yeah. Um, because he, mm-hmm, we'll get I'll talk about it a little bit more in the spoilers because um, it does kind of get into like the end of this movie and and, and what it leads into and, and, and stuff like that. So we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later, but.
0: Okay. Well, what I thought about it, uh, I very much enjoyed and and loved just watching this film. It it was kind of similar to Blade Runner 2049, same director. Uh, It was absolutely beautiful to see, um, even when you're just looking at a bunch of sand. Um, (laughs) I thought there was some sound mix. Did you watch it in theaters or at home? Wow.
1: Thanks, Wally. Uh, I watched it at home.
0: Yeah, so did I uh i watched it at home on my computer because i was going to go to theaters to watch it and then justin was like no watch it with me please and i was like okay um so we watched so it So did you watch it
1: with headphones then?
0: Yeah. Hmm. Um i've i've rewatched it on my tv on my apple tv with my home pod as the source and it seems to be better with that but with the headphones that i had the the audio mixing like it was quiet in a lot of spaces and then loud in others like that whole issue that you have um yeah. so it was kind of that the audio mixing was a little weird the whenever i watched it the first time um but yeah you you do you suggest this movie yeah absolutely it was <laughs> it was
1: a great adaptation of the first third of the book
0: yeah i do too i think it was uh it was a fun time and even watching it like the second time it just felt like I was revisiting it like it didn't feel like it like you know how sometimes when you watch a movie and then you have to rewatch it it's kind of like a chore yep yep Uh, this was definitely didn't feel like a chore it was just felt like I was rewatching a movie that I liked so that's good
1: yeah it's awesome I I plan on watching it again Uh, I'm not sure when maybe maybe when I am right now (laughs) But I'm excited to watch it, uh, like in a in a theater room. This is why I say when I when I move, yeah. And I may go go to the theater to see it. But but uh, the house that we're moving to, we're, we're building it out, and I'm building a theater room.
0: Nice. Um,
1: so it's it'll probably be one of the first movies we watch when we move.
0: I wanted to see it in IMAX, and by the by the time that I was able to see it in IMAX, the weekend that uh, that I could go, Eternals came out, so Eternals bumped Dune out of IMAX.
1: Oh, ah yeah. man.
0: So I was upset. I was upset. Hey, what was
1: what was the news about some oh it's Disney Plus. Disney Plus is doing uh, IMAX formatted versions of some of their movies. Yep. Including Shang-Chi on Friday.
0: Nice. Yeah. Sorry. That's cool.
1: I just thought of that as news that we didn't have.
0: Well what uh what spoilers you got? Spoiler
1: zone. Spoiler zone. <laughs> Um. Well, now we're in really different order uh, than what I was thinking. But oh, uh, I'm sorry. What did you think? No, no, you're you're fine. I I wanted to get to the thing that we talked about like just a couple minutes ago, which is you know the, the it being a third of the book. Yeah. So. In the in the in this movie, what you have is this sort of buildup of you know the establishment of the Atreides family on Arrakis, the betrayal by Doctor Yui, and then you know them being exiled, and, and then all that's left is Paul and, and Jessica, right? Right. Um, and then for the the book as a whole resolves that entire story, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So you have basically three sections of, of the book, which is what you had in this movie. Um, and then a section where he's learning the way of the Fremen and then him going back and, and resolving, you know, being kicked out of, of the, the, the leadership of Arrakis. Right. Right. Um, that last section really can be like, you know, an hour or so like kind of quote unquote final battle where he takes his, you know, Fremen allies or whatnot. And goes and does what he does. Yeah. Um, so I could see how you could compress the last sort of third of the book into uh, like visually, it's easier to compress that portion of it into a smaller time frame than it would be probably to try and expand it out into a third
0: movie. Yeah. Well, fine. But uh,
1: yeah, so I can see I can see how how you know they potentially do that. Um, I want to talk about Dave Batista for for just a second. Okay. 'Cause he had some quote and, and, and I'm gonna mis I'm gonna paraphrase it, but uh he was basically like excited about you know doing Dune. He was like because in Guardians I was just a dude standing around with a shirt off most of the time. And I was like Well, that's what you were in this movie too though. He didn't
0: have a shirt off though. He was just a dude. Well, yeah, so he's around. just
1: a dude standing around. Yeah. But he all he did was like stalk around and complain the whole movie.
0: Yeah. Which I
1: mean is is true to his character or whatnot. I just don't understand why Dave Batista, the actor, got excited about that and how it was a a a, a more fulfilling acting experience maybe than, he's than Guardians.
0: Excited to not have his shirt off the whole time. Maybe it's cold.
1: Yeah, maybe the fucking hours of prosthetics. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I felt uh, I felt Jason Momoa was kind of like stilted, like his acting in this movie was like very cheerful. Even in times where it shouldn't have been cheerful. (laughs) Like, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I kind of, I kind of received that as, as you know, his character's sort of disposition.
0: I like Jason Momoa. I just don't think he's like, he's not necessarily a great actor.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. I agree with that, but he's, um, like he's, he was good in Aquaman. He's good in Aquaman. But they didn't. hmm?
0: I said, yeah, he's good in Aquaman.
1: Yeah, but they didn't have like uh, he didn't have a whole lot of range to go through in that movie, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: He's he's more or less his sort of pissed off, reluctant king character.
0: He was good in Game of Thrones, but he also was speaking a made up language, so that may have been part of it.
1: Yeah, but I like I like Duncan Idaho as a character. Um, it's it sucks that he has such a short role in this uh, book. Yeah. Um. But but as a character, I think he's really
0: fun. I've talked to multiple people that are upset about Gurney Halleck. Why? Because in the books, he's a little bit more like ch- cheerful. Like he's less stern in just business all the time. And I think Josh Brolin played him like as a very stern um, character. Just and apparently in the books, he's more cheerful, like more happy.
1: Uh, Where was he at the end of this movie? I when was the last time we saw him?
0: So the last time you see him in this movie, which spoilers for the next movie, he comes back later. He's in a big army of people, uh, and they're all going to fight Harkonnen soldiers.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if, uh,
0: but you don't see him die.
1: Yeah. I wasn't sure if he, if he died, uh, like on screen or not. Um, because I know, I know he is later in he exists later in the book, yeah, uh, and books, <laughs> uh, plural. But like the the Dune books, you know, spoiler for like fifty year old books or whatever. Yeah. Oh my god! How dare like, you? Right in the Dune books, there are several characters that are like resurrected after they die. Okay. Um and and he is potentially one of them but i, I couldn't remember if, if he was or not so if, if he hasn't died in the movie then, then maybe he d- he doesn't die in the books at all
0: well I, I if i remember right in the well i haven't read all of the books so i can't really say that but i know from watching because i did watch the sci-fi show mm-hmm. he shows up later on like he didn't die oh, okay. in, in the original attack by harkin
1: yeah, like the, the book series takes place over like 5,000 years and like uh, some of the characters that are in the first book are in the last book. Oh, jeez! So there's, you know, there's, uh, you know, some sci-fi life extension slash resurrection stuff going on. Nice. Yeah. Um, I want to talk, well, you talked about the sound a little bit um, earlier. Yeah. Um, I didn't have those issues and, and maybe it was because I was on, I was on Apple TV with, like, TV speakers, so we only had the two speakers, um, and, and but they're old TV speakers, so, like, before they went to crap, right? Yeah. Um, I think I bought that particular TV in, like, 2008, so, you know, people were still watching TV with actual TV speakers. Yeah. Um, and it seemed fine. Like, it seemed, uh, I didn't have any problem with it being too loud or too or too quiet, but also maybe I just had it turned up loud.
0: Like I said, like whenever I was watching it after the fact, uh, not with anyone else, and I'm just on my TV with my HomePod as the audio source, uh, it sounded fine.
1: I really liked. Uh, I really liked the score in general, and the and the sort of ambiance that the different, um, you know, sceneries uh, and, and soundscapes gave. Yeah. You know when they were on the Harkonnen's uh, home planet or whatever. It seemed like real, you know, dark and ominous, and, and sort of those those really low overtones or undertones, I guess.
0: You had a lot of throat singing.
1: Yeah, that was really cool.
0: Um, have you watched Community? I forget.
1: Uh, I've watched like the first couple of seasons.
0: Have you seen the episode where Abed plays Jesus? Basically.
1: No, no, I haven't seen that. Oh
0: one. man, there's a there's an episode of Community where where Abed basically pretends that he's jesus for a movie uh, Mm -hmm. that he makes like a documentary um and in in the episode there's a song that's just i'll bet i'll bet i'll bet i'll bet like like that (laughs) singing and so the entire time every time they they had like (laughs) that same style of singing in this movie i kept turning to emily and just going i'll (laughs) bet
1: that's awesome um, I enjoyed, uh, again, like I said, we, we talked about the cinematography a little bit. Um, I, I thought it was great. Um, but like the visuals as as a whole were great. Every planet felt like super distinct.
0: Yeah. They felt different.
1: Um, which was, you know, uh, good. I don't know how to describe that. I it's liked good. that they had the, uh, uh, the guild ships. They didn't go into explanations about them and they really didn't need to. Yeah. Um, but visually you did get to see that hey you know everybody gets on a ship and then all the ships go into a bigger ship and then that ship does the the you know hyper travel or whatever
0: yeah they didn't really go into like the because you, you don't necessarily ever see the the people that pilot those ships right
1: right the, the guild navigators yeah
0: because they're just in yeah, big you don't. spice pools
1: and I don't think I know they do show up in the books, but I don't think it's till like book three or so that you actually get a description of what one of the pilots looks like. Yeah. Um, and they also don't tie in, um, you know, what the what the spice does or means for them. Oh, so maybe they do describe it in the book. They describe but it. it
0: they describe it in this movie as just like that's what, that's how they do interstellar travel is with the spice, and without it, they couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. For for those of you who, who haven't read the books and, and have watched the movie and are curious, uh, the way it works is this, the, the spice enhances their ability to see um, like possible um, futures and timelines and stuff. And so these guild navigators, these pilots are in like sealed tanks that are just like filled with nothing but like spice gas. And that's the environment that they live in. And so they're able to see through hyperspace so they can navigate through it.
0: Nice. Yeah. What a life. Um,
1: and Yeah. What a life. And so it's, you know, it, it, they, they do, like you said, they, they do touch on that without spice, the, that they wouldn't be able to have interplanetary travel or interstellar travel. Um, But the, the actual mechanics of how that works and why it's so important to, to do the collections is, is really interesting. And, 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 if you haven't read the books, I would recommend going and reading them simply because all the stuff that they sort of touch on, it, it, the the book is way, way detailed.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot for spoilers just because I thought that it was kind of weird that you didn't really see Chaney in this movie at all until like the very end and then like in the beginning.
1: Yeah. Um that was kind of weird. Uh, it was weird cuz in the trailer
0: she, they showed her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um and at uh,
1: but she's like in the the one scene multiple times, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, it makes sense for the movie why she's not there that much, but for the trailer she's shown throughout the entire trailer and it and it makes it think makes you think that she's going to be there the whole time.
1: Yeah. Um yeah i think like i said i i was kind of letting down at the end because i was like oh hey look finally we're getting together with the fremen and then the movie just ends yeah and i was like w- what but no this is the good part all the <laughs> all the rest of this that we just watched at least two and a half hours of like setup
0: yeah this movie was basically just a setup movie that's all it was it's just a just a movie for setup
1: which is bonkers to me that they didn't have a green light for the second one they're just you know banking on it being popular
0: yeah yeah it's weird that they didn't have it like immediately i don't i i feel like they should have done the lord of the rings thing where they just f- filmed them both at the same time like like it's dumb that they didn't yeah. do that that
1: warner from what i from what i read the the uh what's his face Denis, uh the director wanted to do that but but uh Warner Brothers. Whoever was financing the picture wouldn't let them. Yeah, that's dumb. It is dumb, especially because now I think they're talking about starting to film in like fall of twenty twenty two. I heard summer
0: they're going to start filming.
1: No, even summer of twenty two. That's still what like two years after they wrap filming on this. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot to ask from from actors to get back in that headspace and and take a break and stuff. Um, I feel like it would have probably served them better to, to, to also you lose
0: a lot of traction with fans because now they they're gonna have to wait like it's gonna be two years before we get the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah there's that too.
0: Um and Lord of the Rings had the you know had the ability to release it one year at a time.
1: Yep. And it, and it became a thing by the time the Lord of the Rings, or the Lord of the Rings, the, the Return of the King came out. Like it was it was an event, you know, three years in a row to go see, you know, a Lord of the Rings movie. Yep. Uh, and so, I, yeah, I feel like they could have they could have taken advantage of that. And and maybe in filming the two movies, they would have found a way to uh, or found that it was necessary to split it into three movies, you know there's 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 certainly enough material and enough background to go into to to make it three movies yeah it's um, it's
0: weird that they wouldn't give a director that did like arrival in twenty forty nine the ability to make three movies or two movies even back to back, but for some reason, somebody gave Peter Jackson someone who had made only b horror movies to that point the money to make three. Lord of the Rings movies. Anyway, yeah, I give
1: I give New Line a lot of credit for for taking that that risk on Peter. Yeah, uh, that was Jackson. a risk.
0: That was a risk that paid off though.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh got anything else?
1: Um I want to talk about the sandworms for for just a minute. Okay. Uh they were neat. There you go.
0: They were neat. They kind of look like a butthole, but other than that uh <laughs> they were neat. I saw
1: some meme that was like showed the sandworm like coming like you know in the in the in the sand or whatever and like its teeth are showing and it was like forbidden butthole.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen a, a, a few butthole sandworm memes. Um but otherwise I liked the scene where it destroyed the the spice collector.
1: Oh uh, yeah, the, it gave a good sense of scale for the sandworms, which I don't know has really been done before. It
0: hasn't, not really. Cuz the, yeah, the sandworms like always, in this movie are like gigantic, like they are huge.
1: They're insanely huge. Yeah. And like the the sandworm that I guess the sandworms, the deeper in the desert you go, the kind of the bigger they get and the larger their sort of territory is. Yeah. Um so I'm interested to see if they make even larger ones. Shyalute. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. The it's weird to me. Like you, you see how large like the the sandworm teeth are, but then when they have like the crisp knives that are made from sandworm teeth, yeah, they're like like tiny blades.
0: Well, they probably take one tooth and can make like eighty blades out of it.
1: I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess they are knives or whatever, but
0: yeah.
1: Um, they didn't. They didn't really do a good job of explaining. There, there's kind of a throwaway line when, uh, when Paul is fighting, um, James or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, "What? What's he doing? Is he just toying with them?" And they didn't really explain that. Um, they they, and I guess you don't necessarily need exposition to do it. Um, and because they try to do it visually, right. Where like when they're fighting with shields, uh, with their, with their shields on, uh, the like quick thrusts and stuff, like get deflected by the shields. Right. Uh, so, so when you're like, if you want to cut somebody, you have to like slow down as you enter and then like slowly press through and then slice somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, which they did again, they did show that visually, but I think it's, uh, from an outside perspective, it seems like it might be hard to pick up on on that nuance of, oh, hey, that completely changes your fighting style. So if you're fighting somebody without a shield who's never fought with a shield, then the, you, like, sort of pulling your pulling your slices or pulling your punches because you're trying to get through a shield really makes it, you know, like, look like you're not actually trying to, to you know, score a hit on them.
0: Well, I mean, there's that, and then there's also the the thing that Paul had never killed before.
1: That's, that's true. Um, I just, I don't think that his hesitation really had as much to do with that. Like, you know, he, he did ask him to it, ask him to yield. And I think that was, that was part of it. Yeah. Um, but, but I think the larger part of him not being able to land, you know, a, a strike or anything on him was, you know, because of his, you know, being used to fighting with a shield.
0: I think it was both.
1: Well fine. You mm-hmm. can be wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah. That's uh
1: that's a dune. That's a dune. well, we, we still got more. We still got um the Biddy Jesseret. We didn't talk about them at all.
0: Yeah. There's the I think they did the hand scene pretty well.
1: Yeah, I like the, 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 the Jom Gabar or whatever it's called. Yeah, Jom Gabar. Gom Jabar? Gom Jabar. I think that's what it is. Yes. Um which is basically just a poison needle in um, and, and the pain box, which they never really explained. But I read, uh, this is a long time ago. I think I was back in college, uh, was reading about, you know, experiments that, oh, I know what it was. I wasn't reading about it. It was my buddy Jay. Um, he was in a, like a psychology class, right? Mm-hmm. And they did this experiment where they like uh, put like electrodes on his fingers, okay. like his two fingers uh, with some like jelly. And then they like, you know, like cranked up the power on it, you know, to see how long you could last. Or, uh, I forget what the, what the, what the details of, of what they were doing were, but, but what it amounted to was like at the end of it, they, the voltage they had going through it, like he felt like his fingers were going to fall off. But then as soon as they took him off, took it off, there was like no marks on his hand at all. Uh, which seemed to be a similar sort of thing to, to the box that, that Paul put his hand in. Um, you know cuz he clearly was in a lot of pain um so I, so i've always had this sort of idea or theory or headcanon that that's what they did is like in that box it just passes a current through your hand
0: yeah probably i do like that the visions that he was having were like like the of the shriveled up like burnt hand mm-hmm. like to kind of symbolize what he's feeling whatever he's going through it was good
1: yeah um i like you know that they uh the his visions included you know some of the stuff that's you know at the end of the book um which would uh i don't really want to get into because spoilers for a movie that hasn't come out yet right right um i like the way that they did uh the voice
0: yeah i liked that too can we talk about how bad that that one Vision he has, where he's in like the gold armor and the 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 face mask opens up. Like how bad that CG looked.
1: Oh yeah, that was pretty it bad. Real
0: bad. <laughs> um,
1: I think uh, I saw. I don't know. It was, it was probably a meme where it was like, yeah you know, the uh, the Benny Jester is were really just a bunch of moms that like perfected the stop doing that now voice. <laughs> Yeah,
0: basically.
1: Like that's that's pretty good. Um, uh, oh oh, we didn't talk about we talked about uh Beast Rabin, but we didn't talk about uh Baron Harkonnen at all. Um, with uh, what's what's his name? Stellan Skarsgard. Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's great. Um, but he had that like uh, I guess a sort of robot deep robot voice. Yeah, and. uh You know, he didn't sound like him at all. Like, he barely had his sort of Swedish accent. Um,
0: He was not really in the movie that much. No,
1: he wasn't. And I don't think he necessarily needed to be. He was very much, like, his presence was felt a lot, but he wasn't physically in the movie a lot.
0: Yeah. I like the way they did the gas scene where he's, like, floating on the ceiling to get away from it the entire time.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Um, I liked Os- Oscar Isaac as, as Leto Atreides. Yeah. Uh, Leto was my wow warrior. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, I like Oscar Isaac just in general. Um, yeah. I, think- I thought he did. He did a great job of being like, um, he, sort of this, this, this mythical ish figure, um, but also really down to earth when it came to his, his son. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he was really supportive of Paul when, when you know, when Paul was like, well, what if I don't, you know, what if I don't want to be Duke? And he's like, well, I'll love you anyway, you know?
0: Well, I mean, his response was, I didn't want to be Duke either, but it happened, so it's going to happen.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then at the end of the day, it kind of, you know, probably will happen, right? I um, thought Lady Jessica was
0: a little bit too weepy. Like, she cried a lot in this movie. She did. And in the books, like, at least to the point that I've gotten to, she cried zero times.
1: Yeah, I mean, she was sort of, uh, in the book, excuse me, wow, that was gross, Um, she was kind of worried about Paul when he was going through his test, but she wasn't like, on the verge of like tears or like silently screaming or whatever it was she was doing.
0: Yeah, she was, yeah, it was she seemed like a very strong figure in the book and it seemed the the portrayal of her in the movie seemed to be less strong. Like it's
1: Right. And she's got to be a strong character to willfully defy her order that's been trying to um shape lineages for generations, right? Right. Um, you know that's not a, a weak character who's going to sit here and be like, um, you know, oh, every like all this the pressure from my from my secret order or whatever is is to have a daughter. That's what they've ordered me to do. I'm you know their acolyte or whatever. Uh, but no, I'm gonna have a boy. Like that's not a weak character choice,
0: right? And that's what I'm saying is like she's, I don't know. I feel like she could have been portrayed less weepy yeah
1: um she does have uh like once they start to get into like crisis mode she seems to be a little bit more like you know take charge and and in charge
0: she does better yeah i do,
1: but at the beginning she's she's pretty weepy
0: i do like that they make uh, and i mean justin commented on this also that paul is more human in the movie because yeah. in the book, he's more like I can do anything, and I do do everything. But he's yeah. basically invincible yeah. in the books.
1: He is. He is. Um, I. I. I think I don't know. It's been so long since I've read the first book. I, I want to say that he he does start out kind of like unsure of himself, and really finds his way um, throughout the course of the of the, of the first book. Um. But maybe I'm misremembering that.
0: I mean, that's the only part that I've read is the beginning section. And he's, you know, with the seeker drone and everything else, like he's still basically like a badass for the first part, (laughs) for the first part of the book.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was not surprised. Surprised isn't the right word. I, it's, it, Sort of took me off guard how quickly the the betrayal came in, right?
0: Yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like and, and that's again,
1: that's that's how it happened in the book. So I don't know that surprise is the right word. Um, but it really it really underscored the fact that they had no time to prepare.
0: Yeah, it just you kinda know? came out of there.
1: Yeah. They're like, All right, we're getting settled, oh shit. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I like I like Josh Brolin. We were talking about him a little bit ago. Um, he he did seem overly serious. Now that you say it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're, probably, you're probably right about that.
0: Well, um, there's like the part where he's like, I am smiling, but he's not. And then there's like the the fight where, like, I read it in the book, but I also have seen the sci-fi original series before I read it in the actor in the sci-fi original series is a lot more like full of joy and like happy and kind of just playful i guess is the right word um
1: yeah i mean gurney is basically a bard
0: yeah and in in this movie it's not really portrayed that way like whenever the he has the fight scene with paul when they're still on kaladin um Mm -hmm. he's you know like snappy and let's you know you have to fight to survive and you're going to die basically in less of a like playfulness to it
1: yeah um i guess it's really most of the characters i feel like i'm forgetting somebody and i have no idea who i i did i enjoyed the reverend mother um uh, i forgot who played her but um that that role was real interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm out of stuff. I, it was, it was a really good movie, but it's, it's hard to talk about because, you know, at the end of the day, it feels like nothing really happened in the movie. Um,
0: uh, because when really a lot of stuff happened because it's setting up everything for the second movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that's, that's, that's exactly, um, you know, kind of what I was thinking is it's, it, it feels like nothing happened. And and I think a lot of that, it has to do with knowing that there's a lot more to happen.
0: A lot more Um, to come.
1: Yeah. Um, And, and they, there are like a lot of little plot threads that will eventually get resolved. Um, You know, you have, you have Jessica being pregnant. Um, You got, you got Paul like going with the, with, with the Fremen to, to learn their culture. Um, And then, you know, him becoming the, it was that's had or whatever it's called yeah and 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 whether or not he does become that and what that even is um they haven't really mentioned
0: it super much in this movie
1: yeah um and and we'll find out more about it which is which is exciting um
0: i think the thing the important thing to remember is you and i will have to do a dune 2 when that comes out in two or three years or whenever
1: all right, yeah, that'll be episode one million eighty-seven. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure uh, it out. I guess we do. What twenty-four episodes a year?
0: A couple of years from now, yeah, 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 That's about right. Yeah. Um, well, cool, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Ah, uh,
1: no, not really. Okay. Well, I think this this episode, like, we, we had like no news and really no like. Well, you know, what did we do this week? Really?
0: Yeah. Um, no, ba- no so beginning like, banter.
1: Yeah. So it like feels kind of like it's a short episode, but most of this episode has been about the movie.
0: It's been, I mean, this is longer than the last episode.
1: Well, that's true. But we also talked about Black Widow. Like, uh.
0: you should not really care for that. movie.
1: I didn't.
0: Uh, Well, where to see it, if you're still listening, it's on HBO Max currently. I'm pretty sure they'll take it off of there for like a month or whatever, like they usually do. Or you can see it in theaters, which is probably the way that you'd want to see it. Um, And then, Guy, what what are we watching next time?
1: Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings or something? I don't know. I forget what the subtitle of it is.
0: But you got most of it, and that's what matters.
1: That's right. (laughs) All right.
0: Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We definitely appreciate it. Go rate and review us on iTunes um, and tell your friends about us. We're here and get used to it. Yeah, get used to it.
1: (laughs) I like it. All right.
0: Bye. Bye.